If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, but you want to do your part. And chances are you've heard me mention a great means by doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out fide.email. That's F-I-D-E-I dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course, they're Catholic. And they're offering two months off on your first year for an annual subscription if you enter the coupon code return to tradition without spaces that's the name of this channel without spaces at checkout sometimes the modernists say just a little too much this happens all the time they say the quiet part out loud we have a story of a modernist who is a participant at the synod on synodality who has lamented that this is the quote last chance they have to get what they want and what do they want to replace Catholicism with something different, with so something secular, to use the name Catholic for their own ends. You know, it's also tiresome, really, but what they openly advocate for here and now is replacing the faith with something entirely new, and they want to do it by putting the church under the jurisdiction of secular values and, of course, science. And one high-profile figure at the Synod told interviewers that some time ago that this was their last chance to change the church. You know, I hope she's right, because... As we'll see in a moment, things actually may not be going her way as much as she'd like. Let's begin this by using the typical response we see to blatant and widespread heresy in the church, though, because this is it's something, to rem something important to remember here. The point you're about to hear is one we're all too familiar with, and it's made by one of the bishops in America who is consistently rated among the best in the U.S. by conservative Catholics. But the point he's about to make is actually kind of, well, misses the point. Here's Archbishop Cordeleone on the present crisis of heresy among the laity. Quote, We have a high percentage of Catholics on paper, but we haven't done a very good job of forming our people well in the faith and helping them understand the faith and love it and live it out, Cordeleone told Fox News Digital. Unfortunately, there are a lot of Catholics who don't really follow everything our church teaches because they probably were never taught what it really does teach and the wisdom that's underlying it. End quote. Yes, he's saying much of our problem is due to bad catechesis. Now, the problem is, we've heard that before. The bishops in America and in Rome preach that the problem is catechesis and have preached that since at least the 1980s. How can the problem be catechesis when the church has spent a lot of time and resources trying to promote new ways of catechizing the faithful? The reality is this, that those doing the catechesis are very often not teaching Catholicism, but some other idea that they claim is the Catholic faith. It's how you get priests teaching that the two cities God destroyed in the Old Testament because of their committing rampant sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance were really punished for their lack of hospitality and charity to travelers, as one example. But the other problem is this. Many Catholics simply aren't Catholic. They knowingly and openly reject what the church has to say about morality, and they knowingly and openly reject the idea that the church can't change her moral teachings, meaning they reject the faith. They have replaced the Catholic faith with something else, something of their own construction, and they've done it knowingly. No amount of catechesis is likely to change that. With that in mind, Diane Montagna released some interesting information on her Twitter account that really is kind of enlightening in all of this as the Synod on Synodality continues. If you're not familiar with her, Diane Montagna is a Catholic journalist who reports from Rome on a wide variety of topics. She often writes for LifeSite, the Catholic Herald, among other outlets. 
He also typically avoids a lot of the Twitter battles that makes Catholic Twitter a nasty place to hang out for some people. Here she gives us the story that Francis appointed a laywoman to be a voting member of the Synod on Synodality. And this laywoman has a long and sordid history of advocating for the James Martin sin to be accepted by the church and the ordination of women to the Catholic priesthood. The woman she's talking about's name is Helena Jeppesen Spuler, and she is an outspoken advocate for changing the faith, and has said that the false synod is the last chance to change the faith. Now, I'm not exactly sure why she thinks it's the last chance to make changes, since even if Francis doesn't make it another two years, he's highly likely to be replaced by someone just like him, theologically speaking, or at least similar enough to him that the work of building the ape of the church will continue. Now, Miss Montagna posted a link to a religion outlet called Forum, which interviewed this laywoman who has some grandiose ideas about what the synod should be about. But she is worried about the way the synod is turning out, which is good news in general, because as it turns out, that many bishops aren't really listening to the laity present at the synod. And for once, that's a good thing. Here is Ms. Jepson Spuler lamenting that Catholicism may prevail at the synod. When asked how the talks between laity and bishops were going, this was her response. Quote, At first there was huge tension. The reports of the bishops' conferences set the positions, and so we couldn't really discuss them at first. The working groups worked with the method of spiritual conversation, which is strongly characterized by mutual listening. This practically prevented controversial discussions. In retrospect, however, this also had the one advantage that everyone became aware of the inner conflict. In my group, for example, the poles could hardly have been further apart. We had to let our differences stand. I, Helena, am for the ordination of women. The representative of Opus Dei is totally against it. By acknowledging the difference, the tension eased on the third day. For me, the greatest success of the meeting was that the bishops did not submit their own paper. In the end, the bishops met alone for two days, which did not go down well with us lay people. We were not even admitted as observers. My fear was that the bishops would now write a paper in which they would determine the framework within which further discussion could be take place. And that danger really existed. Fortunately, also thanks to the strong commitment of Bishop Felix Gmuir, it did not happen. In a brief statement, the bishops merely stated that they support the synodal process and take the final document of the assembly seriously. End quote. And that sounds like good news to me, at least a little bit. The laity at the Synod on Synodality meeting in the fall are radicals, chosen on purpose to represent the more radical elements of the laity. And they were chosen by many bishops, by the way. Remember, these are the laity we're expected to believe are poorly catechized, when in reality, many of them have rejected the faith overtly and in every way except for the name Catholic. And they have had an effect. You see, as much as she has been lamenting the bishops not listening to the laity of the synod, it turns out they actually have been. Yeah, the bishops did put out a document, because like, this article is a little old, that instrumentum laboris, and it was <clears throat> not a good thing. But it was not as much as she wanted. But remember my prediction, that Francis will be given a radical document, and he'll accept the document and issue his own less radical document that makes him look like a moderate, while still actually being radical. We should expect that second document, the one before his own, as a product of the false synod. And it won't be as radical as what the modernists want, what Francis issues. With that, here's what Miss Jepson had to say on the forthcoming document. Quote, 
that has only been read to us in draft form but contains strong positions, for example, on the ordination of women. And the bishops in the Vatican have always tried to prevent something like this. I very much hope that these positions will also be presented just as clearly in the final version. Around 90% of reports from across Europe stated that the issue of James Martin Crowd needs to be taken very seriously. It is about people who are part of the church and have a right to participate. The image of the role of women was just as clear. Here, too, it was made clear in practically all country reports that the church must finally move forward. Forward to where? Of the 200 delegates in Prague, about half were clerics. With this majority, a reaction would certainly have been very reserved. It was therefore fortunate that the votes of the online delegates were submitted on Wednesday afternoon. This massively broadened the horizon and also increased the urgency of the concerns. There was much more critical and open discussion. The bishops cannot ignore this. I believe, and sincerely hope, that something will be possible on the women's issue. There are now a large number of bishops who are ready to take clear steps. The priesthood of women will not be introduced immediately, but the diaconate of women should be seriously discussed at the assembly in Rome, and also the participation and participation of women in this assembly. At the moment, we have to be satisfied with such partial results, and at the same time continue to work tenaciously. Unfortunately, what we want from a Swiss point of view is currently not possible to the full extent. End quote. So she is expecting the diaconate of women from the false synod. But the wild card here is Francis. Now, I don't have much faith in the man who is obviously, which that's obvious to anyone who's watched past videos of mine on anything, really. But I do expect he'll continue to behave the way he has in the past, which is to issue something less radical than, the, than what these apostates are asking for. And I say apostates because the church has ruled time and time and time again on the question of the ordination of women, and yet they keep pushing and pushing and pushing for changes. It is, it's debated that John Paul II in the 1990s, whether he closed the door on this infallibly by declaring that the church can't do what they're asking. And I say it's debated because the language he used in the document was as close to an invocation of papal infallibility that we've seen since the Second Vatican Council, but it wasn't quite clear whether that was what he was doing or not. Hence, there are debates among theologians on this. Now, Diane Montagna followed the news of this agitator at the Synod with this post on Twitter. See, it turns out that Miss Jeppesen is in for disappointment after disappointment. Quote, Yes, I would have liked the document to be a bit shorter and above all more precise. Here she's talking about their instrumentum laboris. The issue of inclusion of the James Martin crowd and women's ordination are not, are not or only weakly included in the document. But the structure of the document with the questionnaires attached will allow for good discussions. End quote. She's hoping to kick that door back open. And I think she's got good reason to believe that, though. She went on to lament questions raised by a, quote, traditionalist journalist who asked Cardinal Hollerick, the modernist in charge of the Synod, some tough questions about maintaining Catholic orthodoxy. Miss Jeppesen Spuler never said who this journalist was and didn't mention that it was Diane Montagna who was asking the hard questions. But the term traditionalist was used by this modernist laywoman in a rather disparaging way. Now, everything you've heard here from Miss Jeppesen Spuler has transpired over the past few months. This has come to renewed focus because the footage finally was released in the past few days of Diane Montagna's interaction with Cardinal Hollerick. It's copyrighted, otherwise I'd have it here. But it's also relevant now because of this news. 
Cardinal McElroy of San Diego is relaunching his synodal listening groups for some reason. While another modernist bishop, one Cardinal Sebastian Francis, warns of using the synod to, quote, format divisions and parties among the laity. Folks, that ship sailed a long time ago. We are not far from the fall meeting of the World Synod in Rome. And I have to ask you, dear viewer, because that's happening in October. What do you think will come of this? Do you think this agitator will get her way? Or do you think my prediction is correct that Francis will issue a moderate document in comparison to what the Synod document has been so far? Or will he surprise us by, some, by either releasing a document that is actually fully Catholic? Or do you think he'll give the modernists, like the woman we've been talking about here, what she wants? Which is here, the diaconate of women and the inclusion of the James Martin sin as something normal and laudable in the life of the church now. Let me know in the comments what you think is coming in just a few short weeks, because this story is getting weirder and weirder as time goes on. And like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.